0: And so mm. I'd always looked forward to that Friday because I knew, like, my parents always went to Costco, got, like, these cheesecake factory slices, like, Ooh. cheesecake slices. Oh, boy. And so that Friday, oh, you know, boy, you I'm firing stop. up that cheesecake. Uh, let's
1: go. Boy,
0: boy, you better stop. No, I'm firing e- up that e- cheesecake.
1: He's about to e- eat a whole cheesecake I'm, right now. <laughs> I- I'm, about to, I'm about to go for a marathon right now and have like, a
2: whole cheesecake. <laughs> Don't injure yourself, though. Don't injure yourself. <laughs> Hey guys, welcome to the PT3 Podcast with me, Michael, and Waleed. Say what's up, guys.
1: What's up, guys? What's What's up, guys?
2: Nice. (laughs) Good one.
1: You told me to say what's up.
2: (laughs) So, yeah, it's been a little while. Uh, Things got a little busy, but we're back now, and we have a very special guest. He's actually from our class, and his name is Alex. So, yeah, uh, the first thing we wanted to talk to Alex about... Is so Alex had a very crazy transformation, very crazy uh, weight loss transformation, and it was really inspiring to to me. And I'm I'm thinking you guys as well to see Definitely. somebody in our own class, somebody who we talk to every day, do something that takes a lot of hard work, a lot of dedication, a lot of knowledge to do. Right. So um, we really want we're really excited to have him on the show and kind of know. And learn a little bit more about his process and his journey so uh, Alex you can uh, feel free to introduce yourself and just tell us a little bit about your weight loss and fitness journey like what inspired you to make these changes and really get serious about your uh, health and fitness
0: yeah right on well first of all thanks for having me on here first podcast so it should be exciting and I appreciate all the kind words about uh, my transformation I know looking back on it, I am pretty proud about it and uh, I've been getting like a lot of uh, good praise too. So that's uh, always been nice. But yeah, I don't know. Born and raised in Ottawa now, living in Toronto with you guys, going to PT school. And uh, other than that, yeah, just like I think it was at the beginning of quarantine. That's like when I really started my weight loss journey. And like kind of, well, it wasn't really like a weight loss journey, I'd say. It's more of like trying to live a healthier lifestyle. And I think that kind of started when we got into PT because like we're in the healthcare now. And I feel like if I want to be a role model and actually like teach patients about living a a healthier lifestyle, like I got to walk the walk and talk to talk, you know? Mm -hmm. So that was kind of like the beginning of it. And I must say, like, I'll be honest at the beginning. So around like quarantine, I was going through some personal stuff and like, I really, that kind of built up like my motivation to actually like start this like journey. And I think that's, like, one of the biggest things is that when you get that intrinsic motivation, you really need to, like, harness that and take that and then really, like, run with it as long as you can. And so, like, I know, I think you guys talked about, like, motivation, maybe, like, your first podcast as well.
2: Mm -hmm, Yeah.
0: Mm. Um, But so one thing for me that I realized is that, like, yeah, motivation is, like, really, like, important. And that's, like, what got me started. But it's so, like, finite and, like it's so unpredictable. Like you could wake up one morning, like three weeks in I'd wake up and I'm like, why am I still doing this? Like, I don't want to work out today. And that's Mm -hmm. like, that was definitely like a tough part that I went through like a lot. And so it's not always about motivation, I think. And so I think the biggest thing was like developing discipline. And so there's like that, like that difference between like motivation and discipline and like motivation is all about kind of like based off like your emotions, but Discipline is like off your thoughts, and it does like take like a lot of hard work. And I must say, like, it was difficult, but like being able to finally like develop those habits and it became like second nature to me. And I don't know, it made it a lot a lot easier. But so,
1: so one thing that you can like, you you answered the question, you nail it right in the coffin. But one thing okay. maybe that can like allow the audience to really understand what your fitness journey was like maybe you can describe like where you were at maybe in terms of weight if okay. you're comfortable sharing yeah. that and then 100%. like whatever details you think were important to see that change maybe, maybe just like highlight that for our okay. audience
0: so yeah so when when I started off well okay so I posted that uh, transformation on Instagram and mm-hmm. I look like a Greek had... goddess or Greek, <laughs> goddess. Greek goddess Greek god <laughs> Greek god <laughs> brought him on the show to roast. Bro, he doesn't know. He doesn't know. Uh, <laughs> Sorry.
2: <anyways.
0: continue. laughs> yeah, it's all good. Okay. But yeah, so that transformation photo, like I, I should have taken like a photo kind of at the start like in March. That's like when I started kind of like this whole journey. But the only photo I had was kind of uh, like a year and a half ago. And that was mm. when I was a little heavier. So I was like around like 190 pounds there. But uh, from my Excel file, because I, I tracked my weight every single day. Um, opt on a scale and I put it in an Excel file because like day-to-day fluctuations in the scale like happen a lot and they can actually like bring you down a little. So it's all about like looking at like the averages per week. And I think that helped me a lot too, was mm. finally actually like logging in every day and like realizing like, oh, if I like weighed in at like 168 one day and then I was down to 166, but then the next day I'm back up to 168, like you'd kind of get discouraged. But when you actually like lay it out, and you have, like, the averages in the week, it helped. But anyways, yeah, back to the point. Started off around, like, 176. Um, I was still, like, resisting, resistance training, like, quite a bit. But obviously, like, the whole quarantine happened. So, like, my access to a gym was just completely gone. So that was mm-hmm. definitely, like, a tough part for me. Mm-hmm. And then um, I think we can actually start off with that. So one thing I did realize is that, like, thankfully, the, the toughest parts of the diet, and the training part actually kind of like offset each other so i found like the beginning of my weight loss journey like the training was the most difficult part and then mm-hmm. by the end of it the training actually got easier and then the diet was harder and so i think that that actually mm-hmm. helped out a lot too that it wasn't like both difficult at the beginning and then so then it was just like way too much to handle but yeah so just kind of going off that so i usually like resistance training all the time and then like i said no access to the gym so i pretty much just had to think of like wait like what am i gonna do now and so thankfully mm-hmm. shout out to landon in our class <laughs> he hooked me up with a nice calisthenics <laughs> like cool. workout program and i started going off that and i think having like a nice plan and like structure for my workouts like really helped at first too mm-hmm. and then as well like outside of like obviously well school we're sitting down a lot but even outside of school like I live kind of like a sedentary lifestyle and so I knew if I wanted to actually like drop the weight I needed to increase my activity levels and so mm-hmm. I wanted to do that through running and running at first let me tell you I remember like my first day I don't know why I tried a 3k oh, almost no. puked yeah almost Correct. puked halfway through I was like like I had to stop like walking taking walk breaks I was like so discouraged by it And I was just like, damn, like, is it really going to be, like, this hard? But then, like, knocking back on that, like, discipline part, it's all about, like, changing your mindset and, like, knowing that, like, yeah, the beginning is going to be difficult. We're going to embrace that. And then Mm -hmm. so by being consistent, it got, like, so much easier. And so, like, over time, like, that 3K, I didn't need to stop anymore, like, midway through. That 3K, it got a lot quicker. Now the 3K is a 5K. And, like, seeing the results like that kind of, like, jumping up, like, kind of like resparks that motivation to keep going and then that helps like further like develop the discipline too so that was nice and then with respect to the diet the diet at first i think was super easy just because like i was having a lot of fun trying to experiment with like different foods that i could start eating because when I think of diet, it's not like a diet that's like, oh, I'm gonna eat like this for three months. Like diet, in my opinion, is how I eat for the rest of my life. Like it needs to be like sustainable. Mm-hmm. So I knew that going into it. And I, so at the beginning was just like completely like experimental, like what foods do I like? What foods do I don't like? Like, can I eat like this for the rest of my life? And so just trying all these different varieties, it was actually like kind of nice. And obviously at the beginning, you don't have to drop your calories too much. So your um, energy level is really like, super high. So, yeah, at that point, I was, like, pretty happy that the diet was, like, going strong, and then the training Mm -hmm. was difficult. And then, like I said, the training ended up getting a lot better, but then by the end, the diet definitely got a little rough. And, like, it was mainly just because, like, after cutting calories for so long, your, like, hunger hormones, your, like, fullness hormones, they're all out of sync, all out of whack. So, like, you're really, like, starting to crave food a lot more, um... You're going to have to, like, increase, like, your activity levels when you start hitting a plateau. Uh, you should start getting a lot more lenient, and that's, like, when the discipline comes in, too. So, yeah, I don't know. Those were so, definitely, like, the toughest things.
1: Yeah, so so it's a interesting thing that you mentioned, like, you, you wanted to cut calories. Like, what what is, like, again, like, just very briefly, like, what do you mean by that exactly? Because I think that's a very important part of... Um, um losing weight but also trying to build muscle like the caloric deficit I, I think i saw some posts that you were posting throughout your journey too about like how to eat like in a deficit but also try to gain muscle like what was what was that about for you
0: yeah no definitely so uh if you like follow the science at all it's pretty much like there's so many factors that play into it but what it really comes down to is like calories and calories out like your body obviously just by its resting self it's going to burn calories it's going to use energy And then obviously throughout the day, you're going to be training, you're going to be taking the stairs to go to work, that type of thing, you're going to be showering, you're going to be cooking, all that stuff burns calories. So by the end of the day, like your body has like a set number of calories that you're burning. And if you want to lose weight, you need to be below that. So that's kind of what I mean by cut calories. Mm, So that's when like like the scale came in, like the body, uh, the weight scale came in like huge because there's no way of actually determining how many calories you're burning in a day. Like you need to be like hooked up in a lab, you know, to like get those numbers. (laughs) So by using the scale, like let's say for the first week I'm weighing myself and that scale hasn't moved at all. Then I know that like the amount of calories I'm eating is double. So the amount I'm putting in, like let's say it's like a bank account. You threw $100, you took $100 out, you're completely (laughs) even. So then instead you need to start putting in like, let's say you have $200 in the bank account. Well, you're going to have to like, uh, take up uh, like 100, let's say. So, like, kind mm. of like make a little deficit type of thing. So,
1: so what was that deficit for you? Were you eating like maybe, uh, I'm going to guess like 2,600 calories and you had to bring it down to like 2,000? I'm just throwing like random numbers out there. Like, what no, was the that's number th- for that's you?
0: actually like, that's actually pretty close, I'd say. So, like even like right now, I'll, I'll tell you. So, I, I'm still like watching my weight and stuff like that. And right now, my maintenance is around like 2,500, 2,600. And mm. usually, the rule of thumb that they use is... To drop it down by around like four to five hundred, I took it slow Mm -hmm. at first. So I think at the start of mine, I was probably around like twenty two hundred calories, and that's because I weighed all my food too. A lot of people don't like doing that, and that's totally okay. A lot of people go through weight loss journeys without counting calories. I mean, like actually weighing out all their foods, Mm
3: -hmm. and
0: they can like easily lose weight. Like my mom actually, like we both kind of started at the same time. I was That's the one awesome. that wanted to count all my calories, weigh everything out. That's Maybe you should have had for. her on the podcast
1: too. Like it would have been a I nice mean, like
0: tandem. Yeah. True, right? Like, yeah, <laughs> eh? yeah, yeah. yeah. My mom's can come doing on next wonderful. It. Yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, she's been killing the game and like she hasn't weighed out one thing at all, but it's just That's about, amazing. yeah, it's just about, I, I taught her the whole weighing yourself every day, looking at the averages. If it's going down, you know, you're in a deficit and just being mm-hmm. mindful of what you're putting in your body. It's like, I started teaching, it, like, when we went to the grocery store, started looking at labels because, like, a lot of the times you don't realize, like, how much food you really put in your body. Like, when you go to make that peanut butter and jelly sandwich, like, that scoop of peanut butter you might think is one tablespoon, it could really be, like, two and a half. So that 80 calories mm-hmm. turns into 200 calories. And Do by the end God. of the day, that, like, really adds up. That is so yeah. true. So, yeah. so true. So, and there's just, like, so many examples of it, too. Like, uh, lately I've been really, like, loving the butter chicken. And, like, yeah. even just, like, in the sauce, like, you might just have to be a little bit more conscious with, like, how much sauce you're putting on because, like, the two tablespoons could be, like, 50 calories, but then you won't realize if you didn't, like, weigh that out, it could be up to, like, two, 300 calories. So, it's just being, like, mindful of those things. Mm-hmm. And, like I said, if you don't really want to be, like, super precise with it, that's totally okay. You can still do that. But it's just, like, I don't know. I kind of liked being, like, super precise and getting, like, right on the dot kind of made me feel, like, a little better about my journey. So, yeah. I, I kind of like that part, yeah.
2: I think the precision helps when like you think you're eating like let's say you're trying to bulk or something, you think you're eating a lot, but you're actually like not eating that much. So the the precision gives you like an actual objective measure like okay, even though you you are full, you're going to have to eat more and eventually like stretch your um your tolerance or your appetite. You know what I mean? The same thing for like cutting, like you might think you're not eating a lot, but like, that's just because of your perception, because that's what you've done your whole life, you know what I mean? So, like, mm-hmm. it gives you, like, an objective measure, for sure.
0: No, yeah, definitely. Yeah, no, I agree with that.
3: So, I, but, I have a uh, quick question, oh, yeah, actually, about uh, calories and calories out. So, say your baseline is, like, 2,000 calories. Say so you're, like, eating 2,000 calories every day, um, or say it's 2,200, and then your caloric deficit, you're eating 2,000 a day. So, your baseline is 2,200 and your caloric deficits to 2000. So you have a mm-hmm. 200 calorie deficit. You're doing that yeah. Monday through whatever Sunday through Sunday, every day of the mm-hmm. week. Say say on a random Sunday you binge and you eat 3000 calories that day. It kind of throws off your whole your whole week, right? You've had two you've had 200 calorie deficit every single day except this Sunday instead of having 2000, you had 3000. So not only mm-hmm. did you get rid of that 2000 cal- 200 calorie deficit, but you also went over by 800. Are you trying when, to cheat like
1: this Sunday, Michael? Is that is that what's happening? That, maybe. <laughs> you know, I, sometimes I want to know like
3: what I can do, right? Like to, uh, to get around the and system. All,
0: He's being poached. Yeah, what up. I'll say to that is that like, and that's like totally okay. So yeah, Michael, let's run with that example here. So we got that person. You're saying that, let's say their maintenance is at 2,200 calories. And now they're dieting on 2,000 calories. So that's a deficit of around 200 a day. So what I would tell someone in that situation where on Sunday they ate that 800 calories extra, honestly, don't even sweat it at all. And there's like a couple of reasons why for that. So I think like the first major one to think of is so, yeah, on a daily basis, you want to be in a deficit. But it's all about like a week, a week's worth or like months worth. So you always want to be in that deficit, right? So if you think about it, the six days before, you were a 200 calorie deficit. So that's 1,200 calories right there on the week that you're in a deficit. And so that 800 on Sunday, you're still in a deficit by 400. So in the grand scheme of things, you're actually still losing weight, even though you might have uh, slipped up a little on that one day. So like, when I look at that, it's happened to me before, and I would just be totally cool with it, because I know as well, another major part of it is a kind of just like a psychological reset, like sometimes you just need to kind of have that nice little treat, and although the calories go up a little, um it's like totally cool and then another thing i'd like to add which is like crucial is so theoretically a pound of fat is equal to about 3,500 calories so like it doesn't always work out like that but in theory what they always say is that if you were to eat 350 calories in excess that's equal to one pound so in this case 800 calories is not even close to that so you still have like that much wiggle room where like, you could actually, like, throw on that one pound, and even then, if you ate in excess of 350 calories, I mean, 3,500 calories, not all of that is going to be towards fat anyways. I'm going to be assuming that you're uh, still working out and that type of stuff, so that stimulus is actually going to be throwing on some lean mass, so even if you did go even 350, I mean, 3,500 over, that's not even all going to be towards, like, fat gain, so, yeah, I would just say that, in the grand scheme of things, if you're 800 over on that one day, like, don't sweat it at all. You can always make up for it, like, later on in the day two or the next day. But, yeah, overall, in the week, in that case, that person is still in a deficit, which is key. Obviously, you might not lose the same amount of weight as you did the previous week, but you're still on track, and I think that's the biggest thing. So, just completely don't worry about it
1: just a quick question uh right off of the foods um i was curious to know this like was there any foods that you particularly just avoided at like all costs uh
0: no i, I think that's like one of the biggest things to that well obviously like uh, i'm starting to get more into nutrition and like one day i want to be like an expert in it but like what i preach uh to all my friends my family what all the experts like preach that i follow Is like, really, you don't want to, there's no bad foods. Like a donut, like you don't want to consider a donut as a bad food. It's just that you don't want that to be like, it's the primary source of your diet. So it could be by like being super restrictive, that's when it's going to end up causing you to binge. And so I actually like realized that like a couple of years ago, because I tried to do something similar and I wasn't as successful because I was believing in all these like, oh, you can't eat this or like low carb this. And you start being like super restrictive and it's just like, it's like not sustainable at all. So even like during my diet, like I was living with my parents and obviously my mom was still doing the, the weight loss thing, but my sister wasn't, my dad wasn't. So many times during the week, like we'd order out food, order pizza and I would still like eat the pizza, like no matter like every week. And so I was like never cutting out like the chips or the pizza. I was just being smart of like where they're placed in my diet. So, I wanted to make my diet kind of like a majority of like a whole foods, getting a lot of variety of fruits and vegetables, uh, lean protein, high protein, healthy fats. But but then those times when like, I did want to have like, uh, like a nice donut or pizza, I wasn't going to avoid it. And I would just like make sure that I was like, um, kind of aware of like, obviously not trying to overdo it. Like I'm not going to go eat like the entire pizza, right? Like I can have my two slices and then like early on in the day, I can cut out something that I normally would have had to kind of account for those calories. So there's always a way to sneak it in. And I think that's like super important not to be restrictive because like I said, it's just like not sustainable to like remove something completely from your diet that you've always eaten. And then because you're going to start craving that no matter what, and then end up when you do face that opportunity to have it, you're just going to binge. And so I think it's like really important not to completely restrict yourself from like those things. So yeah, I don't think anything was actually off limits for my diet. It's just, wasn't a priority for me like i would still aim to like fulfill my nutritional needs in like other ways
2: yeah i really like i really like that because i think when a lot of people try to get into new habits that they've like never done in their life or they've done before but haven't been particularly successful with they think like you were saying they need to go all in right away and like it's like what you were saying right it's very hard to sustain that and the goal with this is that you want this to be a lifelong habit right like eating right exercising etc so like i think what it comes down to is people when they're starting out on these things they're not entirely sure what system is going to work for them right Mm -hmm. so um one question i have for you or we have for you is if you were to give advice to someone on um someone who's trying to lose weight and add muscle or lose fat or improve their overall personal health um what would be your advice to them on where to start um if they have maybe like they don't have the knowledge that you have or they're they're really um confused based on what all these different sources are saying what what would be your advice on someone who's just starting out on this journey
0: okay uh yeah so i think one that uh is like definitely important is to try to like filter out like all this stuff that you read on the internet about like, like I have nothing. So I'll I'll point this out. Like I have nothing against keto or any of these like crazy diets out there. Like, I don't know if you guys have heard like the carnivore diet too, which is like crazy. And if it like, if it works for you and you're hitting all your nutritional needs, like go for it. But there's a lot of BS on the internet and you really need to filter through that. So I think like one of the biggest advice and like what helped me a lot was actually like finding, like everyone has social media these days. Like you can go and easily find um a couple like nutrition experts that are like well uh researched and they have like they look at the science and all that type of stuff, and they don't promote all these like magic foods or these magic diets or like fasting and stuff like that. they just like go purely off like what the science says and so you really just need to have like that information source that's like solid and they can actually kind of like guide you there so i don't know definitely like look at like social media and try to find some of these um these experts that, like, I'm talking about. And would you would you mind um,
1: sharing some of the experts that you found? Because I feel like okay, yeah.
0: there's so many people that are
1: now, like, Instagram influencers at this point. It's, like, I feel like everyone's doing it at this point, especially because yeah, of no, the definitely. pandemic.
0: Okay, so I'm going to shout out my one favorite guy. His name is Alan Aragon. If you go check him out on Instagram, this guy yeah. is the goat when it comes to nutrition. Uh, he just, like, he doesn't shut down, every, like, like, all these, like, keto diets necessarily that type of stuff uh but he just like points out that like yeah if it works for you and you think that's sustainable and you're hitting like you're not like deficient in any vitamins like in minerals like yeah like, like go for it but obviously like uh, i like the best diet is kind of like a flexible diet is what they say so yeah check out this alan Arion guy he is like the goat i actually follow he has like this scientific review where like every month he like uh, puts out um kind of all the latest research that he's, like, read and kind of, like, puts it into lay terms for his audience, which is, like, super nice. Um, but uh,
1: we'll provide um, Alan Aragon's, like, at like in the at the bio for this yeah, yeah. episode, so that'd yeah, be sick.
0: Definitely, yeah.
3: So I was going to say, uh, I love that. Like, I love how um, you encompass everything. Like, you don't just take out any sort of diet. What matters is what works for you because every individual is different. And mm-hmm. I do believe in that as well, um, figuring out what works for you, um, because what works for one person might not work for another. So you got to mm-hmm. experiment with different things. Maybe a keto works for you, maybe it doesn't. Uh, maybe just having variety works for you, maybe it doesn't. So I love that. Um, I do want to take a little step back here um, and go back to the motivation and self-discipline. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like how you split them up. And I know that a lot of people find motivation like, oh, I want to work out. I want to, you know, live a healthier lifestyle and, you know, lose weight slash gain muscle. That's all, that's all awesome. Right. And then sometimes what's challenging is finding the discipline to do it. Right. Every day you got, you know, you're waking up like, okay, this is my, this is my goal. I'm motivated to do it. But, you know, am I finding the time to to actually get this done? Right. Mm -hmm. So I feel like what happens is a lot of people when they start out, especially it's challenging because, they're like, I'm going to do this, you know, i want to lose whatever, 10 pounds or 15 pounds or something like that. And you don't see results right away, right? Like it takes time. Your body is going through a bunch of different changes, um, hormones, everything like your diet is changing and you don't see results right away. And that could be very discouraging. So our question to you is, if you're not seeing results right away, how, how could you stay disciplined and stay on track to meet that goal? Yeah,
0: that's actually like a really good question. Um, so yeah, so definitely at first, like, like you said, nailed on the dot, like you're like, it's possible that you won't be seeing like the results like right away and that's like totally okay. And so I think the biggest thing for me is that kind of changing like my, like the way I kind of, my mindset and my identity towards it. And so, yeah, it might be discouraging that like I haven't been losing the weight necessarily, but at least in my end. Like yeah, the weight loss was part of it, but for me, it was more about like living a healthy lifestyle. So it was like changing that identity of like, kind of the wording as in like, oh, I'm trying to live a healthier lifestyle versus like, I am living a healthier lifestyle. And so, let's say you're not seeing those results, you got to just tell yourself like, yeah, I'm living a healthier lifestyle. And what would someone do that's living a healthier lifestyle do? Like stick to their diet, eat the cleaner foods, uh, go for like a walk every day and start like working out. So it's like those little things that are going to kind of help with the, the self-discipline, I think. And uh, yeah, just going back to your point as well of like, it's, I think it's really important to like keep the two separate because uh, so I remember this one quote and kind of like going based off this is that they're saying that like motivation gets you up in the morning to do a hundred pushups one day, but self-discipline gets you to do 20 pushups for three months and then which scenario do you think will likely have the better results? Scenario B, mm. the self-discipline one. So you just got to like take that. Yeah, you just got to like think about that. And so it's like all about like the consistency. So I think I had mentioned earlier is just like, yeah, the motivation is key to like be that main driver at the beginning or like really get you going. But you need to like harness that and really develop like the self-discipline, which like isn't easy at all. And, but you just need to kind of like go through it and I think like self talk helped a lot with me as well. Just kind of like reminding yourself that, like, so in the instance that you were saying too, with like if you're not seeing your results, you just need to like uh, do that self talk and say, like, you want to, like, we might not be seeing it right now, but if I be consistent, like, I will be seeing it next week. And then once you get to that point, you're going to see it and that's going to uh, like rejuvenize all your motivation again. And that's kind of like what happened with me, at, at least. Like, there was definitely a point when i started to plateau and i was like either on the scale or looking in the mirror and i'm just like damn like where where are these gains at like what's going on and i think (laughs) it was just like yeah it was just a lot of like constantly reminding myself that like yeah you're gonna go through some plateaus but you just need to like focus on like kind of maybe changing like uh finding out what you need to change like why why are you plateauing right now too you got to figure out that you got to make a solution for it. You can't just like step back and like kind of let it go and like, not like be the one to take charge because like, you're honestly like the only one that's going to change anything in your life. Right. Like no one has that control over you except for yourself. So I just kind of realized that, yeah, I need to figure out like what's like, what needs to be changed. Once I figure that out, just kept with the consistency. And I think, uh, you know, that's like the biggest thing.
1: I love that. I just, I just have a question regarding that actually, because I feel like a lot of people do um, run into these plateaus. So, when you run into this plateau and you look in the mirror and you you look at your scale and you're like, oh man, like where, where's the gains at? Essentially, right? (laughs) Um, At that point, right? A lot of people like may wonder like, do I continue to do this and build on my self discipline? Like, it's okay that I don't see it so far. I might need to keep going for the next maybe two months to see something or like you, you, you obviously the answer is like, you have to tweak the thing that actually isn't working, but sometimes like people are kind of like kind of stuck if that makes sense. And I think that's the point where people mostly like drop out or like stop caring as much. So like, like what would you, how would you go about really like finding that change? Like what, what are the, what are the changes that you had to make? What would it be like changes that you need to make to, um, maybe like your resistance training or your training the way you train changes or is it like your diet like is it like a mix of both like where do you look for usually to make these tweaks to see the change that you want to see
0: okay so yeah I think so I think the two biggest changes that I had to do so uh so yeah later on in the diet when things got a little bit more difficult and you started seeing a plateau um that's like when I started kind of getting like a little bit of like mental fatigue from it all So I think like one of the biggest changes was to do like a like a mini diet break. And so that was just kind of like resetting me mentally. But then another thing as well, like when you start restricting yourself, like obviously losing weight for an extended period of time. Like they've seen in studies as well that like you tend to I don't know if you guys have heard this like uh, this term called like NEAT before, N-E-A-T. I think it stands for non-exercise, activity, thermogenesis. So basically, it's just a really fancy word for saying like all the calories you burned, not through exercise, just purely like through the things that you do throughout the day. So that's just like the taking the stairs or or, like uh, maybe like the gardening in the back. And so like what Mm -hmm. a lot of these like studies have shown is that like the more restrictive you get into your diet, the longer you get into your diet, like that's usually when you start seeing plateaus, it's because that number is starting to de- decrease and you just don't realize it. it's subconscious. So I think like mm-hmm. the biggest thing for, for me was to kind of like keep that in my conscious mind, because I knew that like, obviously from like following like these researchers. So there's going to be like those days when like, obviously you're like a little bit more fatigued cause you're eating less. And instead of like taking the stairs at like the grocery store, uh, like, uh, this is one, like two floor grocery store I, I go to, like one day I noticed myself, like taking the elevator and it's just like, you got to kind of like recognize like those little things. And then I kind of like be able to like change that. And then, so yeah, one thing I did was I started like going up, like making sure that I did like daily walks or like hitting like a step count goal. Like I always wanted to hit like 10,000 steps in a day, let's say. And I know if I hit that, then like that non-activity, um, no I mean non-exercise activity thermogenesis like that crazy word like I knew like those calories would increase and then that would also like help me with that plateau that I'm seeing because generally it's those numbers the stuff that like the like oh I'm not gonna like put away the dishwasher tonight I'm gonna be lazy I'm gonna sit on the couch and watch tv like that type of stuff so yeah I think that was like one of the biggest things too awesome
1: um it's good to know that um so many like daily activities that you do could have such a profound effect um oh, especially yeah, during definitely. during the pandemic like i mean a lot of people like are in school on their bed for <laughs> roughly half the day at this point so it's really important to consider what you're saying um yeah so let's just gonna we're just gonna segue into the last question for the evening And essentially, um, what we want to ask you is, how can somebody like, because we're going to become full time physios soon, and we're even going to start our placement soon, um, who works full time, and has limited time start working on their diet and these fitness goals, because like right now, so far up to this point, like, we have had a lot of time on our hands, right? But now that time for a lot of people could be restricted quite a bit, considering they're all going back to work. So what would you need to say about that?
0: So, with re- with respect to the diet or training or both? Both. Okay. So, let me think here. So, for diet, I've never been big on, like, meal prepping. And I think, like, a lot of people kind of, like, associate that with, like, the whole bodybuilding scene. And people, like, don't really like it. And I- I'm, like, on board with that, too. Like, I'm not a big meal prepping fan. If it works for you, like, that's one thing that you can do because it does save a lot of time. but. um I personally don't like eating, like, the same thing every day. It just, like, it bores me. I need that variety, and that's, like, kind of what helps me stick to my diet. So, with regards to the diet, I think one thing, even if you are super busy, is just to learn certain meals that are, like, quick and easy to do, but that are, like, still meeting, like, your goals and your nutritional needs. So, like, I have, um, like so let's say on one night for dinner, like, I don't have that much time, but I know like I need to keep my protein requirements high up. Like, yeah, cooking that chicken breast, like might like, uh, actually like take a lot of time. So maybe like buying at the grocery store, like the already cooked chicken type of thing. And then like pairing that up with a salad, cause that'll take like a little bit amount of time. Uh, so it's just like things like that. Um, always being like stocked up in your house too with like, Foods that are conducive to like achieving like your goals as well, like that's another huge thing as well. Is that if you're, like you're going into the cupboard and you go to try to make like a good healthy meal and you just like don't got the stuff, well, obviously you're not going to be hitting your goals and like a- like achieving your weight loss needs. So that's like another big thing is like making sure that you're always like stocked up on those things
1: okay so if you were to stock up someone's cupboard right now not to say that everyone needs to follow it what is something <laughs> what are some let's say two or three things that they absolutely need to have in the cupboard and give some examples
0: damn okay that's a big okay um i'm trying i'm trying to just get it like very specific
1: so like people just like like you know they know what to do or like they have like their own like vegetable or like certain meat or whatever like so they can just like have something to go to you know Alex, what i mean like yeah
2: my grocery list please <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't know if I could like specifically give you like a certain food, but I can give mm-hmm. you like kind of like groups of foods. So yeah, okay. like, just keep like whatever ve- like vegetables you like, like get like a nice three four rotation. That's kind of like what I do. Keep those always stocked up. Like when I'm in Toronto cooking by myself, like my little go to uh, like rotation is like broccoli spinach, bok choy, green beans, like those are my go-to. And so I know like every day if I got those stocked up, I can like hit those nutritional needs. Same thing goes with fruits. Uh, fruits are a huge part of your diet um, because like a lot of them are full of fiber, same with vegetables. Uh, any type of like whole grain, whether it's like, um, uh, like even bread, oatmeal, those type of things are great. Uh, mm-hmm. Sources of like healthy fats, like avocados, nuts, all those types of things you wanna keep um, in um, in your fridge at all times. Uh, lean proteins, I think, are huge too. Like there's nothing obviously against like red meat and stuff like that. Obviously you just wanna limit like your intake of them. So like huge things for me is like chicken, turkey, uh, like low-fat Greek yogurt, those type of things. Um, it's Perfect. tough. I think like the biggest thing is that like you just need to make a list of, like, so, although I hate saying the words, like, good and bad foods, like, a lot of people still use those terms, even though, like, I don't think that any food is inherently bad, uh, but a good thing to do is kind of, like, make a list for yourself, like, a five to ten list, and, like, really sit down and be, like, okay, like, what's my, my five favorite, like, healthy, what I would consider healthy foods, mm-hmm. and then write those down, and then you know that you can, like, kind of, like, center your diet around those, and it'll be sustainable because you actually, like, enjoy those things, mm-hmm. and then... List out like your five, like what you think are unhealthy things, and you can still incorporate those into your diet or maybe find like healthy alternatives to them. Or just like when you do have them, obviously just remember to like keep them into like small quantities and stuff like that. And so I mm-hmm. think like making those lists too are going to be like super easy for when you like need to make meals and stuff like that because sometimes you're just going to stare into the fridge and like not know what you want to eat or like. Or I'll be like, oh, I'm not feeling that tonight. But then if you're, like, always revolving around, like, stuff that you really enjoy, like, it makes it a lot easier, I think.
2: That is super helpful, man. Honestly, awesome. I think I I think I needed to hear some of that because mm-hmm. my diet <laughs> has been uh, okay. So, lately. yeah, I just uh, I Ooh. just
1: added on my grocery list bok choy, <laughs> green beans, <laughs> broccoli. I've never
2: had a bok choy in my life. I haven't. I yo, yo but it
1: I've, I've, I've done a bit of research on it, and actually, it is really good. Um uh but it's like i don't know tasty, how it I tastes i must say okay, okay what <laughs> Is what's the one ice cream you're gonna about? add to your
3: list pardon no for Please. your list but yeah. what, what, yeah, yeah. what unhealthy thing you can add to it you're gonna eat in moderation what's Ooh. your uh, dessert dessert oh, choice.
2: damn
3: man i might add some cheesecake you know oh. mm. <laughs> okay. me, no
1: no cherry te- no, no strawberry none of that just <laughs> cheesecake
3: just cheesecake <laughs> cheesecake love it what about you two what about yeah. pravin alex what about, what about you guys what's your go-to
2: I don't know bro it some was, brownies some brownies
3: yeah okay.
0: probably you know what's crazy though is that like for me like during my diet it was actually cheesecake oh wow. yeah so cool. I, I, I remember it was like <laughs> I kind of I always like kind of planned it out so like Fridays were like my big long run days so I knew like those days I was burning more calories so I could have like that treat that I wanted you know you can kind of plan it around like that and mm. so i'd always look forward to that friday because i knew like my parents always went to costco got like these cheesecake factory slices like Ooh. cheesecake slices oh, boy it's so that friday oh, you know boy, you firing stop. up that cheesecake uh, let's go boy, boy you better stop no i'm firing up that <laughs> he's about to hey, eat a whole cheesecake I'm,
2: right
1: now <laughs> i'm about to i'm about to go for a marathon right now and have like a whole cheesecake
0: <laughs> <laughs> don't injure yourself though don't injure yourself
2: <laughs> yeah man so um we just wanted to say thanks again for for coming on the show and sharing some of your knowledge and your advice and telling us a bit about your journey. It's really inspiring to us and I'm sure everybody else that's gonna listen to this podcast is gonna leave feeling a little more inspired, a little more knowledgeable as well. So, um thanks a lot. You know, I might go on that run now, I might get some bok choy in my <laughs> fridge.
0: Oh yeah. So
2: yeah. Is there anything else you wanted to say to anybody before we kind of conclude?
0: Yeah, no, I'll, I'll kind of leave all of the listeners with like this last little bit, I think. So when I was like listening into one of these guys, that I do follow online. Uh, here's another like quick shout out then his name is Lane Norton. He's uh, pretty aggressive online, but he's a pretty smart dude. And one quote that he used that like, I've been just like, it's like stuck in my head is that when it comes to uh, diet training and all of that he says people are tripping over dollars to pick up pennies so basically is saying that like people are focusing on all these little minute aspects that are less important to the overall picture and they're forgetting about the big picture things and so yeah so if I was gonna let the listeners to kind of like leave with the big picture things it's just try to have a well-balanced diet that covers like all the food groups get a variety of fruit and vegetables in try to hit all your micronutrients Uh, with regards to training consistency is key. Don't have to be thinking about like all like the different, like, Oh, I need to get my protein in like right after my workout, like all those things. Like those are the pennies, like the, like the big things that you need to focus on is like consistency and really just getting in and training hard. And then other than that, really trying to get like proper sleep, sleep was a huge thing for me. I started going to bed like decently early now because I wanted to get like eight hours of sleep, and I think that's been helping out a lot. Um, try to try your best to keep stress at a minimum. Obviously, like it's hard, especially like during these times, but um, it's another huge thing that can obviously like negatively impact like our uh, our goals. And then lastly, like just try to keep social with your friends and family. I think that's like another big thing to help me out uh, mentally as well. So yeah, like those those big up those big things. So don't focus on like those little things. Just really focus on the big picture things that matter.
2: Amazing man! Thank you again. Thank you so Alex much, Boys, Alex. everybody.
3: Yeah. Thanks, Alex. Yeah, from Alex.
2: We're gonna link his Instagram. He's, uh, shout out, out to really
0: Shout share. out oh, to yeah. Cheesecakes. Shout out to <laughs> Cheesecake. <laughs>
2: shout out to Buckjoy <laughs> <cheesecakes. laughs> <Shout out to laughs> <cheesecakes. laughs> and Brownies. And yeah, <laughs>
0: Buckjoy.
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. So this has been the pt Three Podcast with um, me, Walid, and Michael um we're gonna be back with a new episode in hopefully two weeks so stay tuned for that and hope you guys enjoy this episode stay safe everybody get some bok choy in your fridge Peace. i hate you (laughs)